Welcome back to the Investing on the Go podcast brought to you by Fund Caliber. This week, we're focusing on the high yield bond market and how inflation and the threat of recession alter the opportunities for investors. I'm Chris Sarley, and today we're joined by Mike Scott, Fund Manager at Man GLG. Thank you for joining us today, Mike. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you. Um, lots of investors have been pushed into high yield because of super low interest rates, and that's sort of led to very little income from government and corporate bonds. But is this changing now? And, and what essentially is the traction to high, for higher bonds in the market at the moment? Um, that's a that's a you know very good question, um, and I think you know, certainly over the past decade, you're right. Um, yields in the market were were um, low on a historical were on a, on, a, on a historical basis um, across government government bonds and 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 credit, and much of this was driven by disinflationary trends and, and and very dovish monetary policy from the central banks. Now, today we see this is rather different. Um, inflation has obviously come, has, has reared its head, um, and central banks uh, are looking to counteract that by by rising, by, by raising, um, uh, by, by raising interest rates, and that has seen yields in the market across fixed income rise. So actually, Yield or the return potential the asset class has increased. So that's first and foremost. Um, but most importantly, I would say is understanding um, the 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 credit um, fundamentals themselves of, of 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 the businesses, because there's two aspects to the return within high yield. It's both the underlying government bond and the credit spread, and it's really the credit spread which is the major driver of returns. Um, through through time, actually, if you were to look at a, the yield of a high yield bond, typically eighty to ninety percent of the return potential is from the credit spread, um, as opposed to the government bond yield. So, therefore, um, you know what is changing now. I mean, clearly, we're in a, a, a higher inflation environment, but also potentially a weaker growth growth backdrop, and this has seen spreads rise in aggregate. Now, I would say that you know um, what what um, what um, this environment really, um, investors should really pay attention to is, is the underlying credit quality of businesses and the ability of those businesses to generate cash flow uh, in this environment will really uh, differentiate um, um, returns um, for, 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 for investors. The high, the high yield market is usually synonymous with the US energy market. Could you maybe go into why that's the case? And and with oil, the oil price being so high, does this mean the sector is in much better shape on this occasion? Certainly, uh, it, has, it is. Um, you know, has has exposure to the um, to the oil related um, uh, corporates um, in in the asset class. I mean, typically, uh, as you look at the asset class today, um, about fifteen percent of the of the of the market is is um, U.S. Um, uh, shale uh, oil and gas. Um, producers, um, that that has meant that um, you know this segment of the market has a, a a a quite high degree of sensitivity to obviously hydro, hydrocarbon um, uh, prices, whether that's gas or gas gas or oil, and certainly over the past decade we've seen significant swings um, with respect to those prices, and 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 that has brought you know different credit um, backdrops for um, this segment. Um, of uh, of the market. Um, 
Now, today, there's been you know, significant supply side issues um, with, with respect to oil and, and also the supply of gas, um, not least uh, inflamed by um, you know, the tensions in, 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 and war in, in, in Ukraine. Um, you know, the, the flip side of this is that um, oil and gas prices remain elevated. Um, and this means that um, uh, these particular segments of the market are are clearly um, able to, you know, generate strong, stronger cash flows than, than than in a lower oil and gas uh, price 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 environment. As 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 um, credit investing goes, it's really about cash flow and the ability of companies to generate cash. And you know, in a in 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 the current environment, um, U.S. energy um, uh, um, uh, corporates are, are generating a high um, a high degree of cash flow, and that. In, in terms of the question, um, certainly sees that uh, these these um, credits are in better uh, better shape than than say where they were um, during the COVID period or or indeed prior to that in sort of 2015. If we enter a recessionary environment, how is the high yield market like to react, and what's the case for holding high yield in, in this type of environment? Well, I think there's. Uh, you know, a very important element is uh, of, of investing in high yield is that you're investing in businesses and the cash flows of those businesses um, that those businesses generate, because um, that's really what um, uh, is used to pay the coupons and, and, and effectively refinance the debt. So, in a, refl- in, a in a recessionary environment, you know, certainly cash flows of, of businesses typically decline, particularly for the more cyclical, uh, cyclically orientated. Um, uh, corporates, uh, and this means that the risk of uh, or the credit risk of these businesses rises. Uh, and typically, during these periods, you see um, the expectations of of, uh, of um, you know, corporate distress or or, or, or indeed uh, defaults rise, and this leads to higher risk premiums in the market um, or what we would call um, the spread um, of of, um, of the market. Um, so as we go through um, a weaker um, growth backdrop, you should expect spreads in the market to to, to rise um, in aggregate. Now, um, as we see, look at um, the market today. You know, clearly there there are some concerns about um, a weaker or an unfolding weaker um, growth 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 picture, and indeed, you know, the spreads are um, have, have have widened. Um, uh, during during this year, and and um, you know potentially um, have have room to widen further, and if, if growth continues to weaken. Um, that said, um, spreads um, are now trading um, at their that their, their uh, median um, spread level um, over over, um, over 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 the market's history. Um, so. Some degree, the, the market is already um, pricing a, a, a weaker growth backdrop. Um, really, what's important is to really focus on those businesses that can generate cash flow and stability of that cash flow through a weaker demand backdrop. As ultimately, that is what is paying the returns on your bonds, and and really, what I think will differentiate um, good returns from the asset class will be focusing on uh, you know uh, more recession-proof businesses that are able to weather um, a weaker Weak growth backdrop versus more cyclical credits, which you know the, the, the jury is still out as to to, to how these credits may look uh, in a in 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 a recessionary backdrop. So, 
what I would say is that, you know, this is a period to be selective. It's a, it's a period to really um, differentiate um, with respect to credit quality and businesses that are able to generate cash flow uh, in a weak demand environment. And that's, that, that is certainly um, um, what you'd expect to see um, if, we, if we enter a recessionary environment. You mentioned if we enter a recessionary environment, we're certainly in an inflationary environment at the moment. How, how does inflation affect high yield bonds and does the high yield help mitigate the impact to a degree? Um, again, very, very interesting question. Um, it does uh, in, 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 a, in a broad sense. Um, now, why is that the case? Because uh, nominal growth pays nominal, generates nominal cash flows, which pays nominal coupons. So obviously with a higher nominal growth backdrop, um, i.e. with a higher inflationary backdrop, um, arguably cash flows um, should be should be higher. Now that's not quite as simple as that. Um, because ultimately when you look at companies, you really need to understand you know, whether a company has pricing power, for instance, or the ability to pass on cost pressures which are which are certainly part and parcel um, during inflationary periods. You know, it's not all companies are created equal um, by, by, by any stretch. Um, so, yes, for those businesses that have strong pricing power, can pass on cost pressures easily or have escalator clauses within their contracts or, or um, you know, are, are in fairly monopolistic um, industry structures, I would say have a very good ability to pass on those, pass on those cost pressures. For instance, pharmaceutical companies or... You know, potentially um, consumer staple companies, I would I would sort of put into to, to, to that category. Um, whilst businesses that are more cyclically um, exposed with you know strong cost pressures resulting from high, higher input costs or or labour intensity, i.e. having having to employ lots of um, lo- lots of workers, um, I can see struggling. Uh, in, an, in, in a higher inflationary backdrop. So it really is very critical, um, not just to think about the inflationary backdrop, but also to think about what businesses actually can flourish or potentially flounder um, from that inflationary backdrop. That's great, Mike. Thank you very much for joining us today. To learn more about high-yield bonds and start your research on the elite-rated MANGLG funds, please visit fundcaliber.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Investing on the Go podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember, we've been discussing individual companies to bring investing to life for you. It's not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these companies at the time of listening. Elite ratings are based on Fund Calibre's research methodology and are the opinion of Fund Calibre's research team only. 